My mission is to reduce 1% obesity rate in Malaysia. Please support us by liking and following our channel and don't forget to share this content with your friends and your family. Indian couldn't be a competitive bodybuilder. That was what he shared in our previous episode. And now he is the overall Mr. Malaysia and also the runner-up world champion in his weight class. What's up guys, it's your brother from another mother, Coach Cam Is One. Welcome to the 20th episode of Cam Is One podcast channel. In this channel, I invite credible, experienced, and successful individuals in their respective field. And also, Happy New Year to everybody. Please welcome Kumariswara. What's up, bro? Hello. Bro. Welcome back again. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> and congrats. Thank you. Because the last conversation was you preparing for Mr. Malaysia. And now you're Dajari Mr. Malaysia, not in his category, but overall Mr. Malaysia. Yeah. Keseluruhan. Well done. Okay. In our previous episode, you were planning, preparing for Mr. Malaysia. Walk us through that preparation from the off-season 2022. Off-season 2022, okay. Off-season 2023. This year lah. Bila you off-season for Mr. Malaysia? This year. Oh, this year you start? Ah, okay. Because I competed until December 2022. Right. Yes. Okay. So, okay, last year I did three shows. Mr. Malaysia. I mean 2022. Right. I won Mr. Malaysia, but category I lost the overall champ. Mm. But I won the heavyweight category. Then I took part a show in uh, Indonesia, Karawang. I got second mm. in the Open Championship. Then oh, it was my first time representing Malaysia last year mm. in the World Championship in Phuket, where I got fifth place. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So this year is the year where we got all this ended in December. So I took a couple of months off. Off means not I don't go to the gym or anything. I took, like, rested my body, let my body recuperate, everything. I still train, but on a not heavy, just 50% to 60%. Mm. Go on a lower calorie diet and let the body recuperate and relax a bit. Mm. Then on March 28th, mm. I started my prep. Okay. So you took about three to four months. Lah. My competition was on October 15th. Okay, five months lah. off. Oh, off. How many months off? Uh? As in like your final competition was in uh, I mean December, so three months off. Uh, three months off. So that during that three months off, right. how was the lifestyle? How was the eating habit? I, I still eat. I don't. I never do what I used to do before. Where I get can use the word fat? Ah, yeah. I, I remember you can use it. I I get fat or obese. Like you know, I don't train. Right. And this time I made sure that I train. I diet. I watch my food. I I still enjoy. I went on holidays. This that. Because you need to spend time with your family and everything also. And then I made sure that I had during the weekends what I liked and all that. But, you know, when you are off, off, that means you're not off season. This is considered like off, off, right? Mm. You're completely off everything. Right. So that time I made sure like I also got my, I usually make sure my blood work is all done. I get back into a healthy lifestyle and I usually do my blood work just before I start my actual off season. So I make sure everything is pro proper, my kidney, liver, cholesterol, everything is general intact. My, yes, my general health, my blood count, my urine, everything. Uh -huh. So once everything was in good, then I start off my off-season in March. So this is what I did at the time. Okay. I didn't go. Like, I was still I was in standby mode. Like, I, was, I was eager to start. Okay, well, why I ask this question? Because there are people out there. Mm. Um, I believe the, so many people out there believe that during off-season, you can just get fat if you want. Because it's off season, yeah. Then uh, only during cutting, cutting you start cutting. 
no, that's a very wrong method. Right. I'm totally against that. And maybe I have done that before, but I did that also, uh, I wouldn't say unintentionally, because of lack of willpower or discipline, <laughs> I would say, but I didn't know the consequence of it also. Right. Then I only face it during cutting time. I'm like, oh shit, I shouldn't have gotten so fat. And I will be doing excessive cardio. And then yeah. you actually not, the, the total off season was a waste actually. So in order to have an optimal off season, or put it this way, if you want to improve, yeah. that's the whole goal, right? To improve, end of the day, it's you against the man in the mirror, right? Right. So if you want to keep getting better, every day counts. Lifestyle is that. Yeah. Every day counts. It is not, yes, you have a, you, every day counts means you don't be like, you enjoy life and everything or so. But don't give yourself a face where, oh, two to three months, I can just get fat and then I can rework. No. You you can, okay, you have a slight better period where, okay, Sunday night, I want to eat whatever I want because you want to enjoy life. Or, so, or you watch your food, then you go to your family, like holiday, four days or one week, you eat whatever you want there, but monitor, but you walk a lot. You make sure you do things. Like when I went, I mean, I'll tell you later, I went to Japan in between of my off season, one whole week, coach made me do it. Yeah. I ate, but I walked a lot. Beyond me, you'd be shocked. I came back with three kilos lighter. <laughs> First time this happened to a body type like me, you know. Right, right. I'm the guy like, if, and I ate nicely, you know. But I had good food there. Mm. I had a lot of meat and this. I had one, two desserts and all that stuff. Mm. But I was eating a lot of good good food in uh, Japan. But a lot of sashimi, this, that. And I, brought, I tried to here and there mm. be more mindful. mindful about what I select in eating. You know, because okay. this is important, I feel. Okay, we we haven't start the process from the off season though. Yeah. Why I ask this question because, like I said lah, there are people out there assume that if there's no competition, I'm just gonna be whatever I want. My charm. I give you an example, Lipris. <laughs> Remember Lipris? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so he is one of those guys that he, whatever he wants, get fat, and after that he get in shape. Yeah. Then I was one of them young follow uh, me too. Lipris. Can we were uh. doing it together until we realized. I mean, uh, Kumar, Kumar for sure, he yeah. improved different. It's because he's much more, more disciplined compared to before. Yes, definitely. So that's the transition. That's the main reason why after, I wish actually I had this discipline when I was younger. Mm. Then I think I would have been made, but never mind, no point talking about that. But but that's a fact. If I would have implied this when in my early 20s itself, right. I think I could have been another, like now, of course, I'm in my almost late 30s today. I started implying this only from my maybe mid, 30, early 30, 32, 33, and I started implying this. But where I really started, my our peak training age was 25 to 32, like that, right? We trained together and all that. At that point, I didn't give importance to this part. Yeah. Especially that off-season, I tend to get too fat. Yeah. Because you diet so hard. But the reason why you diet so hard also is because you let go too much in the off-season. So you have to go so low on carbs and do too much cardio. But whereas nowadays, I don't do this anymore. I eat very high carbs in my in-season itself. Because the body is already in a sit position where yeah. I have not... Easy to do. Uh, okay, okay. Well, walk us through from March. Okay, from March. Okay, this is how I started. I, was about, I started with about uh, 98, 97 kilos. Like how I am now. This is my current weight. I made sure like that, and I went through my off season. I got, I I gradually my whole off season was nineteen weeks, where coach Mike, my coach, he planned in a way ten weeks. We did the first off season, one week I had a break. He told me you go on a holiday, whatever you want to do. So I planned. I went with my wife to Japan. 
that one whole week no training no diet i think eat whatever you want let the body recuperate then come back another 8 weeks off season then 10 weeks into the show diet cutting this was my whole prep so the whole prep was exactly 29 weeks from march 28 to october 15 so i plan like this whenever i prepare for a show i go very very precise so my entire off season it may seem like off season by account calories to the, i even count the salt i take right i made sure the entire off season also i only had 5 grams of salt a day only 5 grams salt a day water i drink as much as i want but it's nothing less than 5 to 6 liters then my macros was like i had what 400 plus grams carbs a day nice uh, close to about 300 grams of protein right. but fat i didn't go too high even in off season i was about 70 grams of fat only so you see the calorie is not very high for under kilo bodybuilder you know yeah but and this time my off season the only difference i did was because i got some shoulder injury and as i'm getting older so the training i didn't do as uh, heavy heavy but i emphasized more on like more volume kind of training so i did some supersets high reps and it was a bit more like so i tried to make sure like i gain whatever i gain because it's not advisable for everybody let's say you're in your early 20s or mid 20s and all this i wouldn't say this is the ideal way right. there you can probably go on higher calories you can even train four days a week only go 45 minutes train heavy like how yates did but, but as i'm older now and and my body type where i know i'm not very active i'm more like what as i said before i can easily gain weight yeah and i'm also the kind of person i believe that i can gain mass while doing this kind of excessive training right So then I slowly went up to about 105 kilos but pretty solid uh like my best shape ever at 105 I was with abs everything quite lean uh this was my end of off season before I start diet on a arena dulu dulu kuma master the off season he went up to 120 got got 120 120 now now can you try to compare so wait dulu was like 6 7 years again off season was until 120 now is only until 100 lah No, 105. 105. That's 15 kilos different. Uh, If you want to compare with, what do you actually gain that 15 kilos from? Yeah. And I competed with lesser weight than what I compete now. Betul. That means I used to compete with sometimes 90 kilos. Now I compete with 90. Not much difference. But I believe that my body fat level is lower now. Way lower than I competed there. Which also means my muscle mass is a lot more. Because I come back, I competed. Now I step on stage with 93 kilos. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm talking about show day that means uh, morning or the show day when i cut water and everything that means that's not exactly your weight also right. like two three days before the show with water and everything my weight is about 94.5 95 kilos but back then when i get as lean which is nowhere close to the condition i have now i believe then also i was 91 kilo but from 120 kilos it dropped down to 91 90 yeah. and probably the condition was, so if you bring down the condition probably 88 you get it now. Yeah. so i have gained about at least about 6 7 kilos of good muscle but not needing not needed to go the off season that extreme mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. makes sense okay so off season tadinara now uh, the precom weeks before mr malaysia i started a 10 week diet yeah. coach mike said like since my condition was pretty decent this time yeah. he said i usually do 12 weeks cutting phase but this time he told me that oh is you can do 10 weeks will be good enough so i just did 10 weeks then we just uh, i did uh, off season also i bought cardio though every day about 30 minutes cardio 
But in the in-season, this time I did an hour cardio, but I split my training. Okay. I did, uh, how I do was, I train, I do twice only, AM training, I miss around 10 to 12 train habits. Then around evening, I come back, I do like a uh, minor body part, like abs or okay. some calves, this, that, and then do cardio, uh, like this. All right. Now, uh, estimate lah, agak, agak. Before you start your, the 10 weeks mm. cutting too, what was the body fat? Agak, agak. Definitely below 15, I think at least 12, 12 to 10. Okay. I think, mm. maybe 12 to 10. Then on stage? On stage, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Why I, I rasa because your condition gila kan. Ah. It's about 3%. Ah, 3, 4%. Ah. So then if you take like that means 93 kilo, 10%. Yeah, makes sense. 105, 10.5. Uh, correct lah. Must be about 12, 13% right, yeah. of season. Which I find is for my body type. Because I retain a lot of water. So it's very hard to distinguish between water. Yeah. Uh, I generally retain more water. So I would say like. I think anything below 15% is okay before. Don't need to be off season at eight percent, seven percent. I feel right. like, but if you really want to make gains or so, yeah, ten to twelve percent is good enough. I feel. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree on that. Okay, so now Kita Radega is off season until his precom. <coughs> now, as a father and a business owner, was there any obstacles preparing towards the show? Business owner, yes, because when you, I notice that when I prepare, right, I go into a tunnel. People don't understand that. I understand. Okay, what is it? Let me explain, let me explain. Okay, what happens is, you shut the entire world outside and you like, you are like in a, like a tunnel, like you're only focused on your goal. So like, you try to not communicate with many people or when people talk to you also, you should be less responsive. This is not because of anything, because you're so focused on what you're doing, then the food, because you're lower in calories and then you're training day and night, day and night, your body is like, just thinking when to recover and your mind is all about the competition already. Right. You know, you, so that's how I look at it. Like you're just, when I go to bed or so, I'll be thinking of the show. Or I will be, I'll be visualizing tomorrow's workout. Tomorrow I'm doing leg, right? I'll be already visualizing first set, second set, how many reps. I want to make sure that I complete the rep with the feel, the front squat. I must be able to feel the eighth rep mm. as nice as how I want it to be. So it may sound a bit... <laughs> No. Extreme, but this is how it is. I, this is how I visualize everything. Obsessed. Ah, yes. It's a game. So obsessed yeah. until he make that things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then, as you say, yes, you ask me, let me complete this here. What happened was as a father or businessman, when you get so engrossed or what do you say, like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed over this thing, there are a lot of parts where I don't want to use the fail, but in a way, like I didn't do well as a father or what, as a business owner, because business owner is okay lah. The one business was running well because my wife supported, and I I worked hard enough to ensure that I do my work prior to that and after that. So I make sure that that particular period, it's be able to sustain by itself. So that part I'm very good. Uh, don't wanna, not bragging, but but just telling that part because I make sure like the finance part, everything. This part all I'm very good. I mean I. Make sure everything is smooth sailing. So maybe not progressive in that period, but at least sustained. So I make sure like before and after that, I really put a lot of work. So that period is like okay for this. But the part where as a father, yeah, as a father, as a husband and as a son to my mother, these are three main roles. And then of course, cannot 
neglect friends as well, right? Friends and clients who are also my friends, uh, family members and all that work. Because you know my family, we are close, right? So this part, I isolate myself a lot. So, but I've got a very strong support system. Uh, they understand who I am because after years, right? They are very, they're very supportive. So that part gives me more of a responsibility like that. Like, what well, I have to do well. Like, I have to give because these people are understanding what I am. Going through, and they're so supportive. That means they're like, okay, okay, go for it, go. No, man, man, we don't. We, I don't attend functions. I don't. Uh, our gatherings, we don't. Get then my my clients, we all every time like to go out. You're very, very supportive. So my son sometimes talks to me, right? I'll be stoning, you know. He'll be asking me question. I'll be ah. Uh, then she, my wife, she, she's very supportive. She'll tell like, no, 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 don't. You must understand, yeah. Like what? Angry that father, papa is now tired. That you can. He wants to play with me. He likes to be because I'm big, right? Yeah. So. What's the point of being big? <laughs> they want to be like, they cannot go punch everybody else, but they can punch. So they like to play uh, physically me. And sometimes I'm too tired. I'll be like, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, you know, I'm tired. I sit at the side. Then they like, then he'll be like, he also understands. He's like, okay, okay. Then he, but he's still, I feel like he's very proud of my, maybe he's still young. Because he's got a trophy here. That time, my Lamborghini, no love. Of course, right? all son will for sure be proud. Uh, hopefully, he feels the same when he gets older. So, <laughs> so as now, as a six, seven-year-old, they look at you like a hero. Because you've got the six packs and like you are. So, and you enter shows and like, I remember last year when I, ent- when I won Mr. Malaysia and all that. He had very high expectations on me. So when I went World Championship and I got fifth place, he was like, only fifth? Then I also did. Like, then this year when I won the overall Mr. Malaysia, then when I won second, he was very different. You know what he told me? Oh, you're very good. From fifth, you became second this year. So like he remembered that I got fifth. So it's, that's already a very big progress, he told me. So he didn't tell me only second. Then I was like, oh, he also know how to talk to me. <laughs> so that part I felt, now I'm trying to make it up to it. Like, it's a, uh, that's the only thing. Can, can I um, assume, correct me if I'm wrong, can I assume that um, the obstacle happened because you were so obsessed with your goal that the attention wasn't sufficient for your family? Yes. It's there, but just that cukup macam apa yang, you know, parents atau family nak. Correct. For sure, okay. like, let's say I had a lipat, I had because it's dieting. Ah. Okay. So, can I say it's because your obsession? Maybe obsession sounds when you mention that. But the priority, priority, okay. the priority was given too much. You see, yeah, we build strength mm. to the point where we think we can move mountains. Mm. Bodybuilders, you know, when they put their mind, you train, you down, you carry low, but you give hundred percent in the training. So in a way, uh, your mind is fixed, you know, or not. Other than that, that whatever you want to specifically push your prioritize your energy for. The rest all you try to save your energy. You notice this yes, or not? Yes. You try to conserve, sorry, you conserve the thing. So anything else you try to shut down. It's a very selfish thing, la. I mean, like, yes. But oh, I don't know what else to do when you want to really achieve something. Of course. Uh, so yeah. you feel in a way like you want to conserve whatever you have and you want to use 100% only for the training and for the focus. Other than that, you want to conserve the energy. So anybody ask, even ask to do a small work also, right? <laughs> but not that you can't do. Come on, I'm doing deadlifts at 220 kilos and not 80 kilos. Don't, don't tell me I cannot what, do a small work. Of course you can. But it's like you're, you worked in a way like this. Really. But this is also possible for me. Lot, I mean, I respect a lot of athletes out there who are not privileged or 
will have a supportive surrounding. I see like some of the abang and all this I know they go to eight to five job. They have to face officers or this and that who don't give a shit about whether you are dieting or anything. The floor won't give care a damn about it. You get my job done. They have to do all that, then come in the evening and train, and then like sometimes relationships where they get into with the girlfriend, and the girl will be like, "What is this? What I get? Like what do you get?" And then the people can question. So actually, you can do so much now. What do you get out of this? Yeah, huh? I can be honest with you. Since I've been, I never even make a thousand bucks. No cash prizes, so no thousand ringgit. So, so some people ask you, say, "No, what do you do all this for? What you what? You tell me, make me fifty thousand, hundred thousand? No, what? But the effort we put in." It's way more than most rewarding things people do for in this world. Correct, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like not like other sport where you just put two hours a day or three hours a day. It's this entire how many weeks? I said just now twenty-eight weeks or twenty-nine. The entire it starts, it builds up in, and the last ten, twelve weeks on, it becomes so intense. Yeah. So why I ask this? Because you have won Mister Malaysia overall and became second in the world. People might assume senang je ni boleh je buat, but they don't they don't see the mindset view. Yeah, and for sure, if when a person becomes so obsessed with something, yeah. they'll be lacking of something else. Correct. And that's why I ask this question. So yeah. you yourself share with the listener viewer what I have to sacrifice in order to. So okay. So mana lah tahu dekat orang kat luar sana they want to be as close as possible to Kuma. So we have to be mentally prepared. Boleh tak prepare macam kumbang? Can, can, definitely can. Okay. Nah. Good to know that. But now, third one. If you could add or improve for the recent competition, what would you do different? Honestly speaking, right? Mm-hmm. I made sure that every day when I prepare. I shouldn't step on that stage, thinking that I could go back in. If let's say I was given a chance to go back in time, imagine I always have this thing in my mind. You thought dulu like sometimes we we curi curi makan, ah like suddenly like you could remember right for once on time like I preparing with you like yeah. not prepared. We haven't picked a competition yet. I remember Every we started prep together. You know, we started prep together. Then the first morning you will come to my house. Before that, I go train my client and come. Ah. You stayed with me the whole day. Ah. But before you come, sometimes I'll work on cocoa crunch. Right. With milk. You remember yeah. not? Then you also think like training, doing cardio, training, doing. Then I eat diet only that. Knapu you badan you. Then I tell you, you know, patut. I tell you, you know, I've been working the cocoa crunch in the morning every morning. Then you tell me, you know, ah, patut lah your body not yet drop yet because you've been. I used to say you're doing cardio with me 45 minutes. We're training every day. Oh. It should drop. What? Why never drop that? I see you eating the diet food. So uh, then I tell you, no. Every morning I actually cook cook lunch. Then only you said like, uh, yeah, you remember this, right? Yeah. Then I then I used to do this kind of small small things before when I early prep days. Mm. Then I used to think I look at these guys like Dinesh. Dinesh all used to nail conditioning. Remember that? But Dinesh was a. Was like a like a robot like that. You remember, right? Like you tell this, he only does this. He was like with the like a machine like that, because he never liked food also. <laughs> But you know not. After competition, put boleh makan makan and diet. You know not. After competition, can go and order Milo kosong tambah gula. Yeah. I used to think, what for this little diet? Correct. But our character, we are different. You used to have the thing also. Suddenly we go through it, then we get depressed. So, but this was my whole. I lost this thing already. 
I never had this readiness. Now I got one kind of fear, guilt that everything I do, I go so, but I got a bit too obsessed. I cannot skip one training session. I cannot skip one meal. I cannot skip one rap or so. That means up to that extreme, you know. I must finish like. Do you remember? No, I even the leg training every time. Like you feel can can skip. No, no, and then you tell me, you no, know, you you got two more reps in you. You got two. Now I do different. Now I make sure that I push to the extreme where if like it may sound too extreme, but I feel like when they say you no know, two more, when I don't listen to everything, like coach say two more, I I think in my mind if I don't hit this two tomorrow I won't wake up. I, like it's a superstitious thing that yeah. or tomorrow when I go to extreme my mother won't wake up. I think that extreme like so I make sure that you either die in the squat rack or you do that two reps. You go to that extreme, you know. Because I watch once Dorian yet said, you know, imagine the fella holds a gun to your son and pulls the trigger and say, you do that rap, or I will pull the trigger. Will you do the rap? Of course, you'll do whatever it takes. So when somebody say they are done, they are not done. You are far from done. Trust me. So that is why that's how I mind play this. This what happened in this past two three years when I started preparing. So when I had this thing in my mind, when I step on that stage, if let's say I get a car like Back to the Future, and somebody tells me like, no, you can go change. I don't want to have that mind that I can go back that day and not eat that cheat meal. I would have eaten clean, or I would have finished that leg workout, or to finish that cardio session. No, so I made sure that when I step on that stage, there is nothing that I would ever go back and change. So I did everything. Okay, there's nothing I would ever do different. I have got some injuries. Maybe I can tell you that. Oh, maybe I wouldn't have done that one particular exercise because that lead to the injury. But that is some fate, but it's meant to happen. So other than that, that's an injury is accident, right? Other than that, I would say nothing. I kept. I can conclude. Kuma is very uh, structured and uh, consistent. Two is very difficult. Like as why he stated that now it is so. Normal for him to not miss his food. Those days, but I still remember during off season. Um, hey, tapa yala kita lepa somewhere lah. Ah, like those days lah. Then we go to a restaurant. I mean lah, eat ice cream. You ah. go chili, this that, buy that. What molten chocolate cake? Yeah. Just eat only like. Yeah, especially during off season. Hey, jump. Basket dropping. Ah, okay. Ah. Those days lah. But now kuma is kuma, meaning that's the reason what mold him into. That made the difference. Yeah. So, which I totally agree. Health-wise, also, that's the most important. That's one of the reason why I stop bodybuilding because I tired. What? Because but you I, could on off what I remember. I know, but when when you go to an extent whereby to your level again, I don't tired. What? It like what I say lah. Uh, the impact of becoming the best, it does some sacrifice. Yeah. Really again, uh, for me, it will be my client. Correct. Correct. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, my my client nampak each time habis training with Kumar. I was sleeping in the office. Really? They can see me sleeping on the chair because really? I was too tired. And I asked myself, "Until when I want to do this?" I start to question that part. So that's when I took my tali lah, my idea tali buat dah. Yeah. Tali lah dah. So it's not. Bukan semua orang boleh buat lah. I do and check out. Bukan semua orang boleh buat. Next question: What will be your ultimate goal in bodybuilding, and what need to be done? Initially, like any other king, mm-hmm. kid, I wanted to be an IFBB pro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was delusional. Like, I hope one day, like, can be like. Like seafood, ah, seafood is my inspiration. Mm. Oh, so hey, my goal, I still think it's possible. Uh, my goal is to accomplish and be a good bodybuilder like seafood. Oh, but of course, the ultimate goal is to stay healthy 
in this sport that's most important when you retire so you retire healthy and live a life a good life after bodybuilding career as well that is my ultimate goal not just prioritize competing and being great on stage and sacrifice it go do things stupidly so look into bodybuilding as a no not as though sorry look into bodybuilding remembering one thing there is a life after bodybuilding and that is most important so do whatever you want to do be driven work for it everything but always remember bodybuilding has given me everything but bodybuilding is not everything there is a life beyond that and that is most important and that's what matters the most that's the re- you know the word maya they say an illusion that this is something that happens mm. is <laughs> that it gives you a nice happy inside but it is not real the real thing is the life beyond bodybuilding so you make sure you secure that we'll see we'll see that's all an obsess yeah <laughs> that's all an obsess this is good because it somehow gives you a a purpose in life and makes you very disciplined yeah. all this if you know how to take it positively yeah all this is good yeah. but provided end of the day you must know the balance and draw the line where okay this is it learn how to quit when you when you're good at it like when it's time say okay i've done i've had, I had a good run don't get obsessed to the point you don't want it even get out of it or quit or surrender like that is bad okay. like you see you knew when to quit you 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 said okay this is it you give but you give the best don't don't try that is wrong give the benefit of doubt to yourself go all out go for it and things will work out well if you're sincere but know the line and when it's time it's okay just quit. but no nothing to prove to anyone until what age would you want to compete another maximum 2 to 3 years you can get some pageant masters lah no i don't want to do masters i want to be at senior category yeah, i'll be masters for 40 years yeah, yeah. but i want to do open category only okay. once i'm done with that i want to retire and bring down my body weight to about 85 75 kilos like 80 kilos stay fit healthy i want to be light i want to run i want to travel the world i want to you know i'm done being 100 kilos <laughs> 80 kilos is my weight <laughs> so i pernah nampak kuma when he was 80 kilo junior lah kan yeah it's 70 kilos order ah, 70 kilos too light lah oh the one that we wearing jeans not not competing bodybuilding oh i want 80 plus today yeah. ah, yeah. okay jeans pakai baju ketat-ketat semua kan yeah. That's 80 kilo. Memang jadi macam fitness model lah kan. Okay, one final question. <clears throat> Your very best advice about chasing dream to the listener and viewers out there. Chasing a dream. Because what 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 you share here is no longer a goal to other people tau. Kalau kita nak menang Mr. KL tu, that's a goal lah. And this is like a dream tau. The best of the best. Whatever you want, right? Don't listen to anybody who says you can't do something. You always... But have realistic. What what is realistic goals? There's no such thing as realistic or unrealistic. You know, because some may some may seem realistic to you, but mm. maybe unrealistic to another. Mm. But you must also bear in mind, whatever you feel today is being achieved by somebody else. So it is being done. Mm-hmm. Correct or not? Okay. So if you feel like you want to do something, do it. Mm. Work, but make sure you put the work for it. The problem now is many people got a lot of people have aspirations you know they want they have dreams but they don't do whatever it takes you know the term whatever it takes yeah. so first you work 
you must work 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 yet don't at all think about what you want to achieve mm. okay now you, you you got a goal right okay that goal you write and keep it then you write that like, what are the do you have short uh, milestones right like mm. short term goals okay then the short term goals you list down what needs to be done to achieve then you forget about the goal you focus only on what needs to be done right and you focus on what needs to be done you just work repetitively until you perfect this what needs to be done that's all your mind should be like and this is my this and that so you only focus on the work 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 the reward you aim for the sky you know they say then you will fall and the shot this will come but provided you work sincerely mm-hmm. whatever it is you work sincerely you just keep working sincerely you will definitely achieve something but how sincere you're working that's all right. and don't give up don't suddenly go halfway and then say i oh, i worked hard enough that and trust me when you say that you work the hardest in the room there are people harder working a lot harder than so don't make that statement that i worked the hardest and also don't feel that i am not uh, blessed i don't have the opportunity this that or because not everybody also has it yeah but i believe that when you desire something really hard mm-hmm. and you work something things will work out for you the universe works in a way that opportunities will come when you sincerely work towards something maybe not today tomorrow mm-hmm. but it will eventually come as long as you're working on it sincerely this is just my belief very true uh, 100% agree on that but especially putting your effort in but when did you know when to stop meaning you keep putting the effort you put put when let's say lah i am an example i 100 kilo i look at kuma you inspired me kuma used to be fat salina mr malaysia i want to be kind of like kuma repetitively in my ear kuma keep telling don't stop put the work put the work okay i start doing that i start losing weight probably from 100 kilo to 90 kilo then out of sudden no more changes see okay. i i get you guys okay, but i okay you see ah uh, the first part right uh. i look at kuma and i got inspired right see i looked at wong mm. i got inspired or i looked at shonri of mm. flexville i got inspired correct there is the beginning point Inspiration is the first point mm. which makes us gravitate towards the field you want to go to. Yeah. So now that like let's say you see me 100 kilo you expire you want to be 100 kilo. Yeah. You work you start but along this process where you work you will start discovering yourself. Right. You understand? Then you will if you really work you will start realizing that everybody is special mm. and you have your destiny. You you that means you don't work blindly You, yeah, you inspiration is good someone inspires you you have an aspiration that's all good but that is just for you to get a direction but the direction that means your destiny is never that person the destiny can never be that person your destiny you set your destiny this is what i believe everybody has got their own destiny and you will discover this destiny as you start working hard these answers will come to you so then you will create a story where people will be like I want to be Kamarul. Right. I want to be like whoever you are, Mr. Z. What? There's a fellow who said that I want to be Kuma. That fl- people start saying I want to be Mr. Z. And then that fellow will find his journey. This is what I believe. So it's good to have like like I have no Sifu, right? Uh-huh. I have Sifu. But now you see along the way, I no longer want to be Sifu, right? Uh-huh. I've discovered my own path already and it's going that way. So but initially that was my key 
Coach Mike, yeah. all these people were like, Mike, I want to be like this. I want to be like this. But along the way, I I have bits and pieces of all these people in me. But I'm forming my own self. That is the real success. I mean, the road towards success. What is this? Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong based on Apu Yidah Cakap at sini. For those yang tak tahu what they want to do in life, they do not know their direction. It's good to have an inspiration or a role model. Role model, yes. Or you want to be like. Along the way, you will found, find what you want to be. Correct. Only initial stage, you tak tahu kat mana. Maybe they can mentor you, maybe they can advise you, or maybe along the way, we think about, oh, you know what? Maybe, can I do this way better. Ah, you'll take on diver shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. You'll discover yourself. But, that's why I said, work, work. Working sincerely will lead to discovering yourself more and more. And that is the best route. Awesome. On, and I hope everybody, the listeners and the viewers, uh, gain many new things, many new insight from Kumar, uh, especially on how he prepare his off-season and pre-com. We, we do not want to discuss on upper day, makan. We just want to discuss of his preparation because people will come up with their own analogy in terms of diet, makan sikit, makan banyak, low carbs, no carbs. We just want to understand how long does it takes for him. And um, it's amazing. Less than three months when we first interviewed Kumar and now Dahjadi Mr. Malaysia and run up for world champion. Congrats again, Thank Kumar. You. And hopefully in the future, uh, we we'll invite Kumar again to share his next journey. Who knows? The next time you'll be Mr. World pula. Uh-huh. And, and, all right. Thank you very much kepada anda semua yang mendengar dan menonton. Uh, see you guys again in the next episode. Take care. Peace out.